Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burrell, and I am joined by my co-host, Riley McCullough. And Riley, the Blue Jays are an absolute mess right now. After losing both their games in New York against the Yankees, the Jays have now lost seven of their last nine ball games, have a record of 17 and 15, and were six games back in the AL East. Yikes. Dude, things unfolded. So bad for us these past, this past week and a half, man, and it mm-hmm. didn't help. We got swept by the Yankees in a two-game series, man, and it, it wasn't in good fashion either. They were ball games we could have won. Yeah. They were ball games we should have won. We're just not playing the Blue Jays baseball. We should be right now. Let's be honest with each other, man. Comes down to pitching needs to be improved. Comes down to hitting and hitting extra base hits needs to be improved and base running and just did a small sample. Like there's a lot of things this club needs to work on. We're a good team. We got to play like a good team, Jesse, and we just haven't. That's the thing. That's what hurts the most is that we know that this team can perform better than they are doing. And the fact that they're not doing it is, is probably the most frustrating thing here. A quick little recap game one, the Jays lost that game six to five. The blue Jays at one point had a 96.3% chance of winning this game. Uh, so that makes it hurt even that much more. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton had a cheap three-run home run, and Aaron Judge hit the three-run rock-off home run against Romano in the ninth. Uh, game two wasn't that much better. The Blue Jays struggled Blue Jays to hit again with runners in scoring position and whatnot. Uh, Glaber Torres had another cheap three-run home run, and the team just couldn't mount a comeback here late. And Riley, I know we usually like to start our episodes with thumbs up, but I kind of want to start this episode with some thumbs down here. Good? Ready to go with that? Yeah, I can I can work with that. Hopefully we're not doing this too often throughout the year, man. I hope this is I hope uh word gets out and the Jays turn around because hell we need it, man. Yeah. All right. So first thumbs down, we gotta dive into this. We're giving one to the whole team right now. Cause like look, this team is playing incredibly bad baseball over this past week, and you can see it all over the diamond. Vladdy is missing pitches right down the middle, pitches that he usually crutches. Uh, Lourdes Goriel, Matt Chapman, Rymel Tapia are all still struggling. And you can see the frustration building with this team. Vladdy is smashing his bats into the ground and breaking them after he strikes out. Alejandro Kirk is falling down after the bag after reaching second base. Bo Bichette isn't taking an extra base after a wild pitch goes back to the backstop. And like after loading the bases with zero outs, we're only scoring one run off those situations. Like these are the fundamental things of baseball that this Blue Jays team is just not doing right now. And that's just really, really frustrating because it's things you should be able to control. And it's just not happening. I believe there's a statistic out there, and I don't really know how you would crunch the numbers on it, but apparently we are the worst team in history with runners in scoring position right now. Yes. Up to, the, up to this point, which is, that's crazy, dude. Like, the, baseball is uh, 100 and how many years old? They were playing that in the 1800s, and, and that, we're the worst team with runners in scoring position, man, and look who we got, guys who are hitting over 100. RBIs or should be hitting over 100 RBIs a season. It's mm-hmm. absolutely mind-boggling. It's so frustrating when we have the bases loaded with less than two outs, man. We should be cashing runners in big time. Remember last year when Lourdes Gurriel led baseball with a 383 batting average with runners in scoring position? This year, he has two hits all season with a runner in scoring position. And I want to give you that exact stat there. Remember in 2021 when the Blue Jays were like the most unclutched in franchise history? Well, the Jays somehow got even worse this year. Here's that stat you were talking about. The Jays have a 181 batting average with runners in scoring position, which is dead last in baseball. The Jays have a TOPS plus. Now, this is a stat where it's comparing a team to itself. So how it normally hits normally versus in a split situation, which in this case will be runners in scoring position of 64. 
So we are 64% worse with runners in scoring position than we are typically as a whole, which is the worst of any team in MLB history ever, ever. This team needs a shakeup drastically. And Riley, my question to you is, how do we do it? Like, do we call a players only meeting? Like, what does Montoyo have to do to give this team some life? Like, is it on to the players? Do you make a lineup change? Like, what is it going to take to get this team to bounce back around here? I th- honestly, I, th- I think Charlie Montoya has done a great job um, up to this point. I don't know what goes on in that clubhouse, Jesse. Right. Um, we yeah. talked about this, how you grade a manager. For me, um, Montoya is, uh, is I think, keeping he, his heart's in it, man. Montoya knows that this team can win. Charlie Montoya wants to win. And I don't know how hungry the players are, to be honest with you, man. Yes, Bo Bichette had a good series for sure. Yep. Multi-hit, multi-hit game today. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, how much is, is his heart in it? You know, check it out. You know, Vlad getting frustrated, things like that. Like, a player's only meaning would be great. Um, still a young team. Like, who's, who's the veterans on this? Is it going to be Springer? Do the talking. Like, the veterans got to step up here. Hone in a little bit, and um, and we got to figure it out, man. Because there's no way we can win games off hitting solo home runs. Which you know what, Jesse, we haven't even been particularly good at hitting the solo home runs. Let yeah, alone not there's, there's no one, there, you know, one run and uh, with the swing of the bat hit at 410 feet, that's great. But we go out and give th- give up three runs the next inning, and we get the bases loaded, or even a runner on second base, and we can't move them over. We can't we can't cash them. Mm-hmm. Every team does go through these slumps, but what separates the really good teams from these bad ones is nipping it in the bud when it happens. Like I said, Jays have now lost seven of the last nine ball games. That's enough. If the Jays have serious aspirations of wanting to win the AL East this year, they got to get this going now. Now I will say it is still early. All this caveats, this team is too talented. This is what Charlie Montoyo said. He said, this team is still talented. Once they get going, they're going to get going and it's going to be just fine. But it's been like nine games now and you really want to see it something a little better here. As a Jays fan, um, it, you just want to see results, and um, it's it, it is it's so frustrating to watch good pitchers get lit up and good hitters get sit down at at the plate, pop it up, not score runs. Yeah, it's it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating, yeah. man, as a fan. Yeah, I do want to give and like we'll talk more of this as we go. Hopefully can bounce around next season. I do want to talk about Yankee Stadium. Now, this might ruffle some feathers, but like, look, Yankee Stadium is a joke. It's a little league ballpark. Giancarlo Stanton's three run home run he hit in the first game here was a home run at Yankee Stadium and no other ballpark in the major leagues. The Glaber Torres three run home run hit today was a home run at seven other ballparks and went 361 feet. For reference, Matt Chapman hit a fly ball today, 390 feet, and it was caught for an out. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. today hit a fly ball, 374 feet, caught for an out. Bo Bichette crushed a rocket. Now, that one went a little foul, so it's not quite the same, but still hit it harder than that, didn't get on base for it. Like I feel like the Yankees, more than this year than ever, seem to be getting these short porch home runs. And it's not just the Blue Jays either. The Texas Rangers were just in the Yankee Stadium, and their manager, Chris Woodward, was griping about it, about how the the Yankee Stadium are just, they're taking advantage of this little short porch, which I guess you can't blame them. They have it there. I don't know. It just feels dirty to me, and it just, it feels like it hurts even more when those ones just go over to the right field fence there. If Curtis Granderson can hit 40 home runs a year in that right field, yeah. I'm good. For, I'm good for at least 12 right. home runs right. at Yankee Stadium <laughs> a year. It's ridiculous, man. It is honestly ridiculous. You look at some of these ballparks and hey, I love baseball 
because of that. I think it's one of the most beautiful parts of the game. Mm-hmm. You got Fenway, yeah. you got Wrigley, Rogers Center is a very it's still a hitters friendly ballpark. It's symmetrical, which I love symmetry in a in a ballpark. Sure. And then you got those big ones. You go out to Houston in center field. They took that hill out of there. Yeah, I love that hill. But yeah. like ball ballparks are, are meant to be weird. And you know what? It's it sucks that the Yankees are are taking advantage of this. Yeah, I mean, the argument Yankees fans are going to make is like, well, both teams play in that ballpark. If we're hitting it out to that far, it's why aren't you hitting it out to that part of the field too? Which I get, yes, and maybe I'm just frustrated because the Jays couldn't do it. But man, I just, I don't like seeing Yankees getting rewarded. They've got enough, you know, none of this woe is me Yankees fan. And the fact that they're off to this hot start just grinds my gears even more. Yeah, same with me, man. It's enough is enough. They're never ch- they'll never change it though, dude. They'll no, never they change it. Um, I want to give a third thumb down to the MLB umpiring and to the baseballs in general. Now, I'm going to walk you through what happened in game one of the series. I'm sure a lot of you have already seen it, but if you haven't, here's what went down. Uh, Josh Donaldson came up to the plate in his first at-bat, and I guess he had some words with our catcher, Tyler Heineman. Um, What was said exactly, we don't know. Later in the game, Giancarlo Stanton hits that cheap three-run home run we talked about to tie the game. Josh Donaldson was the next batter up, and Jimmy Garcia comes into the mound to pitch. On the second pitch, Josh Donaldson gets hit. I don't remember exactly where it was in the arm, in the upper body somewhere. And the umpires get together and they realize, yep, that was intentional. And they kick Jamie Garcia out of the game, which first of all is stupid because it's a tie game three to three in the sixth inning against a division rival. No one in their right mind would throw directly at, at an opponent to put the go ahead run on base. That's just stupid. Charlie Montoyo gets tossed. Pete Walker gets tossed. All that. It goes bad. The very next inning, Jonathan Loizaga is in, and Bo Bichette takes a pitch up and in that he had to duck out of the way for, and yet nothing from the umpires there. If the umpires are setting precedent that these teams are throwing at each other, then you got to think Jonathan Loizaga needs to be ejected for that pitch he threw up and into Bo Bichette, and it's just ridiculous to me, man. Do you have the quote with you, Jesse, that that umpire actually said? Because there was a part, I can, I can kind of decipher part that was in that quote. He said, he basically said, and if you get there before I finish, that's great. Uh, he basically said that he'll let guys throw up and in all day. Just when you hit a guy, you got to kind of pay the price. So that's, so here I'm thinking, Jesse, that hell, I, like I'll just keep brushing hitters back. Like I can come this far from hitting them, but you know, I'm just going to scare the crap out of this guy. I'll throw up and in first pitch fastball. Then I'm going to back him up. If I'm a righty, I'm going to throw a two seam at a righty and make him back out of the way. Like, mm-hmm. as long as I'm not hitting them, I'm okay. I'm still getting the point across. And you know what? That's going to cause more chaos than anything. The more times you're creeping inside, if one pitch, one pitch to settle a score and then ends it, that's great. But when you start letting guys get away with that, we saw it. That game, I don't know how many years ago, where Aaron Sanchez comes in with the two-seamer and hits yep. Buddy in the knees, yep. gets ejected. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, I, I mean – some umpires, man, I don't feel like they have they they make judgment calls, but I feel like their judgment is is very clouded or they, they just don't know the game within the game. I feel like if Donaldson had a real problem with it, Josh Donaldson is the type of ball player that would have like said something to Garcia for sure. He would have maybe not charged the mound, but he's the kind of guy that will stand behind the catcher and point and say like, you know, I didn't like that or whatever, like mm-hmm. 
things like that. Yeah, I have the quote here. I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit because most of the thing was stuff I already said. But the umpire said, given all the situation, that specific moment, we just deemed it to be intentional. And when that happens, we have to eject or give warnings. And we felt like an ejection was the way to go. Uh, Jay's upset at the pitch up and into bow, leading to Montoya's injection, was asked about if there was intent by the Yankees. The umpire said, quote, that's the reason for no action taken. It wasn't deemed intentional. It was just a pitch inside, which they can still do. Pitchers can pitch inside all they want. There was no intention deemed behind their forts. No action was taken, and the Blue Jays didn't like it. So, so exactly exactly what I said, man. He yeah. he basically just – that umpire there just basically say, throw up and in, in at a guy. But when you plunk him, you got you to gotta pay the price for that. Yeah. So keep that in mind. And I wonder – I'll follow this up this season. If he does – if he, you know, rejects a guy for throwing – inside twice to a guy in a situation like that and ejects him well then he kind of just went on his own word all right well i do want to talk about the baseballs themselves too which kind of led to the jimmy garcia hit by pitch he's talking after the game how the baseballs are just so slick and they're tough to get a grip on and major league baseball has been doing something about this uh jordan romano too said the exact same thing after he gave up the home run to judge and which could explain why jordan romano's fastball was down about two miles per hour as well as his slider was down almost four miles per hour so as long as it's not some type of injury and it is just getting grip on the baseball could be a problem. Alec Manoa complained about this in Cleveland. We've seen Chris Bassett of the New York Mets complain exactly about the same thing. And it's probably a combination of uh, the humidors that the uh, major league baseball has put into all these baseball stadiums. And in fact, I want to give you a quote of what Alec Manoa said about these baseballs. He said, and I quote, they're terrible. I know MLB has a guy that rubs them up, but those balls were just right directly out of the box. Some of the laces were huge. Some were fluffy. They were all brand new white baseballs. There was no excuse for this. And yeah, the balls definitely need to be better. So Major League Baseball has made some changes to the baseballs before without telling anybody. It almost seems like that's what they're doing again. Yeah, it's... We we know that there's been a juiced ball in yep. seasons past. That was mm-hmm. clear. And I'm pretty sure the MLB said like, yeah, we were, you know, we were doing something with the balls tinkering. Mm-hmm. I don't like tinkering, Jesse. Like, yeah. I don't like to mess. Um, you know why frag grenades were the size they were in density they were in World War Two, whatever? No, man, because the average because the average American can throw a baseball. So they, right. they threw grenades the size of baseballs. And 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 you know how the Americans did in, in World War Two. So. Let me get this. So we, they were good back then in the, in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. And then, and then we get to, you know, 70s were fine, 80s. And then we hit the steroid era in the 90s. The yep. balls weren't changing. The players were getting more powerful. Yep. We're at a time now where guys aren't even juicing and they're as strong. We're yeah, doing steroids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, look at guys like Acuna, Tatis, Vlad himself. Mm-hmm. Like, we're this is the best generation of young ball players. We don't need to mess with the baseballs, man. I, uh, like, I don't know what they're thinking, man. We're still going to get multiple guys having 40 home run seasons. And, you know, we know pitchers are going to be hit hit hard anyways in this, in this modern day game. I, I don't like the tinkering with the balls. Yeah, I want to give you some stats to kind of back up what we're saying here. Here are the league-wide stats on barrels, which is the perfect combination of launch angle and exit velocity that is supposed to produce the most damage. Uh, From 2017 through 2021, if you hit a barrel, your batting average should have been 796 with a 2.726 slugging. Whereas this year, if you hit a barrel, it's only a 674 uh, batting average with a 2.174 slug. So whatever changes Major League Baseball has made to the baseball, it is having a dramatic effect, and some of these things aren't carrying, so... Look, something's happening, and until Major League Baseball admits what it is, we're just going to kind of have to live with almost a dead ball era now. 
Well, you know what? It's not like we're getting different balls for different, you know, Yankees are getting thrown the same balls yep. as us. True. I mean, we're, we're not. Jesse and I aren't hit, sitting here trying to make excuses. This is what's going on in the game. It really is. Um, yeah. You know, it does it contribute to the loss. Like, yeah, there are certain aspects that when our pitchers are saying this isn't right, then then, yeah, like then you start to have a problem. I mean, it's we're still not. It's still not an excuse me for um, losing seven out of the last nine, but we carry on, Jesse. Yep. Let's try to get away from the negative now. I think we've made our points well enough on here. Let's move into some of the positive things that we can take away from this two-game series in New York. Uh, first one here, Bo Bichette, Like Aside from his mental error in game two there, Bo Bichette actually had a really nice series. Picked up three more hits today, and he had a walk in game one, too. And like I said, he barreled up a ball that just went foul. So there are signs of life to Bo Bichette's bat here which the Jays really need a spark, honestly. And if Bo Bichette can ever get anywhere close to how he was hitting these last two years, it's going to be a good thing coming forward here. Yeah, we need we need Bo to produce for this team to be successful. Um, you know, when he's getting three hits in a game, that's the Bo Bichette I know. Yeah. You t- take it all off the board. That's the Bo Bichette I know. I don't think he's going to lead the American League in hits this year, but I'm sure, I, I sure as heck know that um, if he keeps playing the way we know he can, there's definitely an MVP vote in there um, at some point. I hope so. Riley, who do you want to give a thumbs up to here? Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't take your guy. Of course, we got to give a thumbs up to uh, Kikuchi. It sucks that um, he was in a losing effort. Yeah. I mean, he, 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 pitched, he pitched five and a third. I struck out seven. Which yes. is which I think it, like in the last game I don't know the ref I don't have the reference number but I know Kikuchi struck out quite a few in his last game too mm-hmm. uh, he did surrender three walks but only gave up two hits and in in two um, earned runs and I read I read a tweet that was like that was one of the most video game type innings that he had. Because yeah. it just, it just, they just rallied in one inning against Kikuchi. But honestly, you say Kikuchi looks really good. He does. It was a bloop single, bloop single, and then they pulled uh, Kikuchi for Jimmy Garcia, who gave up that three-run home run. So wasn't on Kikuchi. Kikuchi looked awesome. Uh, that seven strikeouts, yeah, it ties his season high here. And let's keep in mind too, you say Kikuchi has only faced three teams so far this season. He's already faced the Yankees three times. He's faced the Astros twice, and he's faced the Red Sox already. So once the schedule eats up, eases up for you, say Kikuchi, he could be getting some really nice numbers here throughout his season. Compared to Brios in in today's game, like um, Kikuchi is miles above him, and mm-hmm. we have we have three new pitchers this year, including Gosman, and obviously yep. Gosman right now is a, is 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 a, is a whole league above those two. But good on you, say Kikuchi, because I, I I don't know how I felt about him in the first couple starts, but you mentioning that he's really only faced three teams, the Yankees four times, three times, three, three times. times. Yeah, that's still that's still crazy. Like I mean, he's gonna get. He's going to have easier goals when you're playing the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. I mean, you're you're pitching to, uh, you know, a power team and a t-ball in a t-ball park, man. <laughs> exactly. I think we both wanted to give a little half thumbs up to a player here, so I'll do mine first. I just wanted to give a shout out to Tim Mesa. Didn't really do anything special this series, but I just want to give some love for how he's done so far in the season. He's been the guy behind Romano who's been coming in and pitched really well. He's only given up two earned runs on the season so far, and he's stranding 93% of the batters that are on base this year. I know the K rate's down, but the ground ball rate is much higher. So thumbs up for me for Tim Mays on the job you've done so far this season. Yeah, and then we kind of give a half thumbs up to, to Alejandro Kirk, I guess. Like, we'll just say he had, he had three hits in the series, and it was a two-game set. And it wasn't a great series for us. Um, Kirk still... You know, splitting time between DH and catcher because Jansen isn't back yet. So, and he's still young. People, 
you know, sometimes I even forget how young this team is. Um, you know, Kirk's still an inexperienced guy, so good for Alejandro Kirk, you know, being at least a bright spot. He's putting bat on ball, man, um, and, you know, he, he is good to watch up there. I do like when he comes up to the plate. I feel a lot comfortable than when a, a lot of guys come up in certain situations. Kirk puts bat on ball. Yeah, good to see. Not only is he putting bat on ball, but he's actually driving the ball a little bit now, too, which is what we wanted to see from Kirk. Uh, I got some news and notes here. Riley, Hunjin Ryu will be back in this rotation, and he'll probably be a piggyback starter with Ross Stripling. He's going to get the go on Saturday. Uh, Danny Jansen and Kevin Biggio have both started the rehab assignments. Kevin Biggio is in Buffalo, and Danny Jansen will be in Dunedin. And Blue Jays prospect Elvis Luciano, who you might remember from the 2019 season, who was a Rule 5 pick, who the Jays put in their system. Um, he just tore a fracture in his pitching arm, so he's likely out for months, and you won't be hearing much about Elvis Luciano for the rest of this season. Riley, any big takeaway from those in <laughs> Yeah, I do remember with uh, Luciano coming up when he was like 12 years old or whatever <laughs> he was on this. Like uh, yeah, he was <laughs> like 18. He was like 18 or 19 years old, um, and he had to suffer through being on um, that 2019 team, and mm-hmm. um, that is a big setback um, to have a relief pitcher prospect yeah. as good as him be set back that far because. You know, he's pretty well slated to be a relief pitcher. A lot of relief pitchers in today's game are just failed starters, and they yep. usually don't get up to the majors until, you know, 28, 29, whatever. Like you hear guys say, oh, he pitched two years in AAA as a starter, got traded around a bunch. No, but Luciano is a potential guy that is a homegrown prospect, um, and now he has a huge setback, man. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, so we'll keep an eye and we'll see where he does. We'll probably touch more on him in the offseason as we go there. Um, well, yep. that being said, the Blue Jays now are going to have a very much needed day off on Thursday, and we are marching into Tropicana Field. Boy, that doesn't sound great to get our first look at the Rays this year. Uh, on Friday, it's going to be Kevin Gosman against Drew Rasmussen. Saturday, it'll be Hunjin Ryu and Ross Stripling, kind of the piggyback there, against Ryan Yarborough. And Sunday, we're going to get Alec Manoa against Corey Kluber. Riley, the Jays never play well in Tampa Bay, particularly at Tropicana Field. How do you think we're going to make out this time? Oh, I think uh, in that first game, I think that Gosman kills Rasmussen. Right. Um, I think I think he's just one of those starters that can do it, man. And I really, if if Ryu gets the gets the innings in, um, like I I I really hope he does well, man. I really am hoping for Hunjin Ryu to really pull through for us. Um, but yeah, all in all, man, like the trop isn't isn't a good place to be a blue jay no um, never has i don't i don't know whether it's a lot of people say bat the batter's eye there too even yeah. with the roof that's been a big thing i don't know i'm yeah i never i never got played in a ballpark with the batter's eye that wasn't like a scoreboard you know like <laughs> these are professionals they they like what they like man um you know i just hope we come out of here like i i'd like to see i'd like to see you know a, a winning series honestly man i'm just going to call it a winning series man we need this dude like we're fighting in the division right now we are slowly falling back and i you know what i won't even say slowly this week we've been falling back hard six games back now is uh, yeah I, it's ridiculous man yeah. it, it could be lot those were huge against the yankees man Huge. Yeah. Kevin Gosman, for what it's worth, is supposed to be our ace. This is what your ace is supposed to do. Your team is on a slide. You go in there. You dominate. You get your team back on the winning way. And I like to think there's no way the Jays are going to lose three Alec Manoa starts in a row, right? I think we're going to come back and win that one. The numbers should be in our favorites. And um, I have a lot of faith in Manoa, dude. I have a lot of faith faith in Gosman. And I'm praying for Hanjin Ryu to go out there and give us a quality start, man. Let's go back to the ground ball statistic. Like, hey. 
Maybe Bo and Matt Chapman are just on their heels the entire game, and we can get six in- innings out of Ryu. And, That'd be great. Be, and, you know, because his pitch his pitch counts down, you know, first pitch, second pitch, ground outs, things like that. Would love to see it, man. Yeah, well, that'll conclude our episode here today. We went on a little bit of a rant, our first kind of negative episode of Buds and Blue Jays here, but that's the ebbs and flow of the Blue Jays season. We're going to get those high highs. We're going to get these low lows, and we're in the low of a low right now as the calendar turns into May. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe to the video. We're going to be doing this all season long. If you have a comment or you want to react to us, leave a comment down below. We'll get to it there. You can follow us on Twitter as well. And yeah, Riley, anything to add before we get out of here today? Yeah, if you're wondering why I'm wearing sunglasses, I've been working in the sun the last three days, and I got, like, raccoon eyes going on. I'm not trying to be Mr. (laughs) Joe Cool here. I look ridiculous, um, and I didn't really want to, like, go out here because it looks like I, you know, my – I'm about three shades whiter underneath these specs. You know, I thought I I wouldn't – you know, compromise my looks too much. Mm. Well, Riley, you still look better than Bradley Zimmer does at the plate, so we'll give that to you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. There you go. I'll see you later, everyone. We'll see you after the Tampa series on the weekend.